Welcome to another episode of Two Crones in a Book, where your host Shell and Annette get together to talk book-related stuff. This could be a review of a book, watch-along of movies based on books, or general ramblings. But be warned, each episode, including this one, contains adult language and spoilers. Consider yourself thoroughly warned, and welcome to our chaotic tea party. everyone and welcome to another episode of two crones and a book where we talk book themed shit um i'm your host shell and i'm annette woohoo so you've got north and south <laughs> that was a book there's a tie-in <laughs> um and then this this um episode we are talking about uh name a book that made a good movie or a good tv series now i'm going to come straight out of, of the bat and say one of the reasons that i've done the intro is this is annette's bag annette is a bit of a, a movie theme junkie just a little bit just a little bit a um i i do have three on a post-it note um but at this point i'm gonna hand over to annette because this is her bag and prepare to be dazzled and i'll just oh chip in with my three at any point oh god I had too much pressure. <laughs> right, so I actually had quite a a few written down. Ones I'm going to say some um, notable books to movies that I will point out. The Exorcist, William Peter Blatty's uh, book, which you're all very familiar with. But I would also like to recommend his 1983 follow-up, official follow-up, Legion, which yep. actually was The Exorcist 3. Let me just give you the synopsis of this one the movie was better than the book oh well yeah it was true <laughs> <laughs> yeah the movie is one of those rare occasions i think no it was definitely a case the movie was better than the book so here we go the the storyline of the novel mixes horror and whodunit a police detective lieutenant kidman investigates a series of murders that have the hallmarks of a long dead serial killer who was shot by police the body was never recovered. The slayings have a blasphemous side to them, including a child being crucified and a priest beheading. Kinderman's investigation leads him to a mental asylum where there are a number of suspects, including a psychiatrist and one of his patients. There, Kinderman begins to find links between the victims and events in the previous novel, The Exorcism of 12-Year-Old Girl Reagan. Kinnaman entertains psychological thoughts, trying, for instance, to work out how the concept of evil relates to God's plan for humanity. Kinnaman often alludes to his own favourite novel, Dostoevsky's The Brothers Kamarov. Both Shakespeare and Nietzsche influence the dialogues between him and a mysterious patient. Mm. So, yeah, I, I definitely think the movie was far superior than the book. Uh, <laughs> I agree with you on that, and I don't often ag agree with things like that, but I, I was very disappointed because of the hype. It wasn't a bad book. No, not But at all. I expected more because of the movie. It was, su and it was such a lovely cover, wasn't it, for Legion? Yes. If you yeah, look it definitely. up, it feels, it feels very of its time. Beautiful hardback book, but uh, the a high recommendation to watch Exorcist 3, for sure. Other notable ones, I will say, Silence of the Lambs. I think for me personally, I preferred yep. the movie to the book. <gasps> I did! No! I did! But I prefer the other books to the other movies. No! I did! <laughs> sorry! <laughs> I'm sorry! No, 
I say I'm such a fan of the books that I read them in the order of publication and then I reread them in chronological order of events. And I, I, I prefer, spoiler alert, block your ears, in the books, they shack up. That's how they end. They run off together and shack up and they're seen at the opera. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 although having said that, I do love the films. Yeah. Absolutely love them. My favourite, ironically, was Silence of the Lambs, but then that was replaced with the prequel, which is Hannibal Rising. Yes. I haven't watched that for such a long time. I plan on re-watching them. That turned into my favourite, which and it got a lot of stick. Yeah. But, and of course, you've got Mindhunter, haven't you? Yep. Did you ever watch the TV series? I never bothered with it. I did. It's got Gillian Anderson in it. Oh, well, um, there we go. <laughs> Explains it. I did, and I liked it. And it's got Eddie Izzard, um is in it yeah. as well. I've, I, I never know quite what to make of him in dramatic roles. <laughs> whether it's... It's actually really good. He's surprisingly good. Yeah, I did watch the series and I did like the series. Yeah. But it's something that's very, it's more inspired than based on, if that makes sense. So it's inspired by the books yeah. rather than based on the books. Okay, so kind of like Freddy's Nightmares. <laughs> it's like, it's not quite the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but it's Freddy adjacent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's like you know you've got Hannibal in it, but it's a, it's a, a different taking perspective. I'd recommend watching it. I think you might like it, although it's quite it can be quite understated and dry, which I do like. But, but saying that, going back, there was actually an Exorcist series, and I don't. I think I only watched the first episode of that. I just couldn't get into it. I, did, I never knew there was one. Mm, I don't. I don't know how many series it ran for. Not for many, as far as I'm aware. Okay, next one I've got on the list: Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> Not for Michelle. <laughs> ah, I'm skipping on. <laughs> no, I mean I, I respect that you, you you would like those. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is Audrey Hepburn, isn't it? Yes, it was. It's not so much now, but of a time when you're in your twenties and you're up all night. And you just want to be that gorgeous little thing outside having your croissant and your coffee. Ugh. But no, it's it's more of a case of book versus movie. Um, yes. Very, Holly Golightly is very different, different, uh, different looking. It's it's more where obviously everything was um, hinted at. They're both pretty. She's pretty much a call girl. Yeah. And uh, so is he. Her her love interest. He's like a gigolo and she is a call girl. Pretty much in a roundabout way. You know, no, it's... You've ruined so many people's delusions with that statement now. It ain't some cutesy little movie. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, I think it's it's an interesting read. But Mm -hmm. I do do have a soft spot for the movie. It's, you know... But, anyway, I won't go into too much detail about that one because no one likes it. Uh... Although it's got massive fan base. It does. It's It, it was huge, especially um, in the 90s when we were, like, yeah. teens. It was it was such a look. In the th- we were all obsessed with the 60s, and it was just the labels and the beauty. and the. Uh, it... See, that's where we differ because, yes, in a lot of our circle – and our circle, so we, we did have a circle that crossed over, didn't we? You know, that a mutual yes. circle. But then we had circles outside of those as well. Um, and yes, a, a lot of those people, all lovely, were influenced by the glitz and the glamour and the look. It is, yeah. But 
myself and a lot of my other circle were influenced by, you know, we were looking at things like the stones. You know, it's like the Rolling Stones, man. Oh, hell yeah. You don't, um, don't get me wrong. I've got my Stones albums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, we, we were more on the, the, the rock and I had a massive, massive thing for Mary and Faithful. Oh God, yes. That and that's so it was more the the drug and music Do you know, areas that I, I, I steered to. Only the other week I, I started listening to Broken English again. Oh, I love Broken English. Such a it. such a good album. Oh my god. I mean the the woman she has no definition of what you would conventionally call a beautiful voice. Do you know she's in a retirement home now? Oh, bless you. She's still recording, though. She did an album a few years ago called uh, Horses in High Heels, and it was brilliant. Yeah, oh, no, but she's in retirement home now as well. Good on her, oh. take it easy, why not? She's bloody yeah. earned it. She did earn it, yeah. But, no, yeah, this is, it was very much... That movie is very much surface and beauty, but if you want to get into some of the, the, the slightly darker side of it, I do say um, check out the book. Yeah. Definitely. Next on the list, Train Spotting. Oh, yes, baby, yes. <laughs> now we're talking. Now you're talking my language, babe. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's all very eclectic. When you get me outside of horror, it's a very eclectic taste. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't watched Train Spotting, it, it it was that moment of oh. a generation, wasn't it? it the it the was... chemical generation. Yeah, no comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it really, it, it was just with there not been anything like that had there no i mean and it's such a cliche to say you don't know unless you were there but it was everything it was our movie it was our book it was our theater it was our music it was our clothes it was everything yeah yeah we lived at and breathed this movie completely apart from the heroine obviously Uh, Yes. But you couldn't go anywhere without hearing it, like the music in the clubs and just, oh, dancing your ass off to Bond Slippy. And, yeah. Oh, man. Those, and still now when you hear that song, there's a there's a part of you, it just still hits that beat, doesn't it? Yeah. You, yeah, man. And you, if you're surrounded by little people or younger people, they look at you and much go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it was... If if you could encapsulate the nineties, I would yes. probably say this this movie was it. Obviously, the the basic story is the the character of Mark Renton, who is a uh, junkie in Glasgow, Scotland, and a bunch of his mates sort of like going through their trials and tribulations leading up to a um, a big event. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't, because obviously we might have younger listeners who aren't aware of. You, you need to. I mean, even the way that it was filmed was amazing i mean there there is an iconic scene and i i won't go into details but i i use there's two scenes in it actually one relates to a public toilet oh and i i have actually gone in and, and into public toilets walked back out and gone to people that's a train spotting toilet now when you watch the film you'll understand yes <laughs> um and the other one all i will say is the carpet scene oh my god yeah yeah. Uh, you may have seen a certain reference that's related to train spotting. If you've ever seen a clip in a, a TV show or an animation, I know they use it in The Simpsons, of a baby crawling across a ceiling. Yes. This is where it comes from. Yeah. And we won't yeah. tell you why and how, because you need to go and watch this movie because it's so good. 
It is good. It is good. And the book is fantastic by Irvin Welsh as well. And he's done a lot of other good trippy stuff as well. Oh, he's done some fantastic. I actually got to see the stage play in the West End. Oh, was it good? Oh, it was amazing. I got to see yeah. it when we were in college. I don't know how we managed to go, but no, it was, it was brilliant. Hmm. And so that one is a book and a movie. It, it's equal on par. You need to do both. It's if you, yeah, it, even though it's, I think it's more based in the 80s, it, the movie is so 90s, it, it hurts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there we go. Look, that's put a smile on her face, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> right, so the next one I'm going to go to is actually a trilogy known as the Barrytown trilogy. Do you know do you know where I'm talking about yet, Shell? No. How about the Rabbit family from uh, Barrytown in North Dublin? No. No, we're talking about the commitments. Ah, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that a book? It was. It was actually a trilogy of books by Roddy Doyle. I didn't know that. I, I know the film. Yeah. I, I didn't know that it was books as well, though. Yeah, so the the Barrytown trilogy is all about based around the rabbit family from Barrytown, which is the north side of Dublin. In mm. the first book, the eldest son decides he wants to start a, a, a soul band. Yeah. And it's this, him gathering this collection of misfits from around the area of Barrytown. And the movie is, especially if um, you're Irish, you know this is in your blood. <laughs> if you haven't, I don't know many people outside of the UK, actually, that will have known it. But this movie was huge. Yes. When it came out. It was. It was. It was massive. It was absolutely massive. And you and you need to watch it it is absolutely fantastic it's iconic um it's a feel-good film isn't it it really is it's like it's comedy it's a it's a little bit of drama bit of it does lift you up it makes you emotional but then you know and it brings it all back together it's it's an almost perfect movie i would say yeah also followed up then by the snapper which was released as a book in uh, 1990 the yeah. uh, commitments was 87 then the snapper in 1990 which is based around one of the sisters who um becomes pregnant on a night out and it's all about finding out who the father is like she knows who it is but she won't reveal but uh it's it's a very the, they made a movie of that as well very funny very well acted and then uh, finally the van which was written in 91 which is another one uh colin meany's in that one as well mm-hmm. he, he plays the father in all three of the movies <laughs> Of course he did. <laughs> yeah, he'd have to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely go and check out The Commitments, for sure, The Snapper and The Van, if you get the chance as well. And I think it's worth saying that all of the films that you've listed, so for the ones that you've listed so far, do not make the assumption that they are all the same. They are all vastly different genres and feels so make sure you read the description so don't sit down and watch the commitments if you are wanting to have a horror night no (laughs) No, as i said with um the exorcist well that's obvious what that's gonna be yeah silence the lambs come on who doesn't know that yeah yeah psychological thriller breakfast at tiffany's is a, a, a somewhat romantic story but not quite yeah train spotting is just gonna is trippy and funny and dark and it's everything it's sad happy yeah it, it's yeah it's it's every feeling you've ever had in one go trust yeah. me you love it and then uh, like the commitments and the snapper in the van are all very much comedy dramas so yeah. all very different then i've got two left 
yeah boiling down to the big one so the next one and are these are these your top two these are my top two yeah you can believe that's only notable ones (laughs) (laughs) i will say first one i watched this far too young to appreciate no to appreciate no it's not that kind of (laughs) but to appreciate it for what it was but i knew it was I needed to keep watching it over and over. Right. And it is the adaptation of Alice Walker's The Colour Purple. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. A book you must read and a film that you must watch. I'm 100% with you on that one. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, this, this, the movie came out in 85, directed by Steven Spielberg, no less. Yeah. We had this recorded off the television. My mum had recorded it. I'd watched it. Like I say, I was I can't have been more than eight or nine when I watched this for the yeah. first time and I didn't understand, I didn't get I all I knew is Whoopi Goldberg was in it and I loved Whoopi Goldberg at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, jumping Jack Flash and all that. Yeah. But then I watched this movie and then I couldn't stop watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're talking an absolute stellar cast. Danny Glover, Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah Winfrey in yeah. a role to end all. I mean, I would I would hang up my hat and I don't need to act again after that. <laughs> you know? Do you know there's a, you saying um, about um, Oprah Winfrey, there's another film that was based on a book just to, to tag on to that, um, that was disturbingly haunting and, and powerful called Beloved. Yes. I never watched the movie, but yes. Um, and, and yeah, Oprah Winfrey did the movie version of that and both the book and the film are, are haunting, not only because of its inspiration and the story that it's telling, but there are, are haunting aspects to it. There are, are ghostal uh, aspects to it. But sorry, I've interrupted. It was just to, to tag on to that sort of genre. Yeah. Well, the the kind of rough the rough story of um, The Colour Purple is young Celie and her sister Nettie live with their father. Their mother passed, passed away. Yeah. He has been sexually abusing um, yeah. uh, okay. Celie. <laughs> I was going to the wrong name then. Has been sexually abusing Celie. He's got her pregnant twice. And yeah. I think at this stage she's only 14. Yeah. Then there is a man who is also from the same town. They call him Mister. Yeah. Uh, Celia refers to him as Mister, and he has designs on her sister Nettie. Mm. Um, but the father doesn't want to, him to have her because he wants her for himself. Yeah. So he says, "You take Celia, or you take no one." He takes her begrudgingly to because obviously his wife has passed away. He has children that need to be raised and it's a very dark unloving violent relationship then there is a, a spell of time where Nettie leaves home and mm. um, comes to stay with them where she starts teaching Celie how to read yeah eventually Mr. tries it on with Nettie uh, she has to flee luckily she, she rejects him uh, he kicks her out tells her never to come back and then and then the rest of the story then is uh, Celie's life from there yeah. and the different characters that come into it, eventually leading, um, I don't think it's too late, I think it's a, it's a book from, what, however long ago, I don't think I'm spoiling mm. anything here. It leads to a reunion where Nettie, it turns out, has been living in Africa 
with Celie's two children and brings them home to as a, a as older ladies after this immense story in between. That and it, it's it is gut twisting. It yeah, is it. insanely good. Yeah, but, definitely. So a very powerful book, a very powerful movie. I've got very serious there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so that's number two on the list. What could I possibly give you that will top that, you I ask? Know, I'm, I'm braced for impact. Okay, I'm going to say this was a movie in 1994 directed by Frank Darabond. And it is based on the book Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> How's that for drama? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Bit of Stephen King. I'm not. I'm not getting a reaction here. You're not happy, are you? <laughs> You're not looking pressed. <laughs> no, I, I, I am. I do love the film, and I do love the book. <laughs> well, I can't say is I've never read the book. To be fair. <laughs> but the, I, but no, to be honest, the, the the idea was though books that make great movies, wasn't it? So it was, yes, 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 yes. So it's not the most faithful uh, movie to the original. It was story. a very good movie though. It was. Uh, so the the writing of it is not very f- completely faithful to the story, but it was because it was so short. Yes. Stephen King himself didn't think it would make a good movie. But it did. It did. The, the version that they knocked out is a, a classic go-to, you know, it is a, a film that you say to people, what, you've never seen it, you've got to watch it. So, yeah, because Darabon fl- fleshed out the story. It got the, it got the thumbs up and it became, again, another massive hit. Mm. Do you want to explain the story? No, you go for it, girl. Oh, no, I've, I've, just... I've, got, I've, I've got my few lined up. So, well, the gist of it is you've got a dude that's wrongfully imprisoned. Andy Dufresne. Yep, and he's 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 having a really bad time in prison, um, but he's an accountant, uh, and he starts doing some magic accounting stuff for the screws, which leads him to then doing the big books for the prison and the guards and that are on a fiddle, and the whole time he, he for years and years he's slowly chipping away at a wall. Big spoiler coming, block your ears, and he escapes. <laughs> um, it is the boiled down version. That doesn't by any means do any justice to it at all. There is so much of an emotional roller coaster that goes on throughout the film. Um, yeah, it, it was really good. He, he is innocent. Yeah. Um, and he, he finds a witness, but the screws in that don't want to let him go now, so they kill the witness. It, it Yeah, and he, he's trapped and has got no choice but to to escape. And he makes really, really good friends with um, a character that's played by Morgan Freeman, who's fab in it. Um, and they're an unlikely pairing in a in a prison setting. It's it pretty pretty cool. It was it. I thought it was excellent. I mean, it was so well written. The acting was impeccable. Oh yes. It was Tim Tim Robbins. I didn't really know too much of him apart from him being in a small role in Howard the Duck. You know, <laughs> before that, what is going on? I think. Uh, Morgan Freeman was kind of just getting into the movies. He'd done Miss Daisy yeah. and all that, but not that much. Uh, and it's it's iconic, isn't it, as well? Well, he won a Golden Globe for it, didn't he? Mm, I mean, th- whenever you he- hear a voiceover, it's usually someone doing an impersonation of Morgan Freeman narrating this story, yeah. you know, about like, Andy Dufresne, you know? 
Yeah. There are so many little stories inside this story as well yes. that it deals with prison life and not only prison life, but life after prison as well. Yes. Uh, which very, you know, something that's not covered that much, you know, not so much for the younger, for younger people that come out, but for the older ones that have been there for so long and just don't know how to cope in a world that changes so quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it was it was moments like that that make it as well as like the iconic pit um, yeah. cinematography and the story and the twist. It, I think it's a lovely movie. <laughs> it's satisfying to watch. It really is. It is, and it's one that you do remember. It's one of those films that will stick with you. Yes. Uh, like the um, there's an iconic scene where to escape he has to crawl through shit he literally has to crawl, crawl through a sewage pipe yeah um in a storm and he, he crawls out and when he gets out he's absolutely covered from head to toe uh in shit from the sewage but he's so relieved to be free that there is that moment where he just screams at the sky isn't there because there's a thunderstorm so he's not fine yeah. being heard but he just screams that he's made it um that that was yeah that's one that always brings to mind for me yeah, definitely. From that film. Yeah, yeah. All right, then. That, that was just, that was, to be honest, that was me with just probably, I did in about 10 minutes. I could probably do a ton more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all that in 10 minutes. You know, I'm a bit of a movie nerd, so. You are a movie buff, yeah. All right, then, my darling. Oh, it's time for me to put my feet up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I took a slightly different approach. Okay. Um, so I, I kind of broke it down into um, TV. Mm-hmm. and movies um, and I did it based on the books that I had read that led me to read to watch the TV okay um, so these are books that made really good films <laughs> I get it out in a minute yeah <laughs> put your teeth in and I had read all of these before watching um, the program of the film so TV I'll shut up and get on with it TV there is an, an amazing author called uh, she's British called Val McDermott Mm. And she did Wire in the Blood. Oh. Um, and that became a TV program, both the books and the TV program, although the TV program is not a like for like of the book, yeah, um, were absolutely amazing and fantastic. So the gist of it is there is a quirky psychologist who ends up doing um, some really radical, unconventional profiling uh, with a, a police officer to to catch killers, catch serial killers. Yeah. But the take on it was was un, unheard of. It, it it was absolutely brilliant. It was a total different way of approaching it, and it's got that absolutely gorgeous Harmony Norris in it. Oh. Not that that influenced me at all. <laughs> <laughs> that is really good. And the other TV series is June. Now, it's not the movie that they've just made. I'm going to watch that. Really excited about it, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Um, this was the 2000, I think it was 2000, 2001, sci-fi channel drama of June. And they did the Children of June afterwards. Um, and it's oh, got William Hurt in it. I'm sorry. I thought you said June. <laughs> like, 
Who's June? I don't remember. No. June. June. Dune. 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 <laughs> no, oh, that's accent, love. Dune. Dune. D-U-N-E by Frank Herbert. <laughs> like, who's June? <laughs> I remember no show called June. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got an absolutely stellar cast in it. I mean, you've got William Hurt. Um, I think Susan Sarandon pops up in it. it. It was absolutely, I loved it. I thought it was the best adaptation I'd seen um, yeah. up until that point. Like I say, I haven't seen the new film. Looking forward to it, going to watch it. But yeah, they were the two TV ones. Um, for horror, dare I mention his name, because Annette is still unconvinced, is James Herbert's The Secret of Crinkley Hall. <laughs> Always back to Crinkley Hall. It's Crinkley Hall! It was so good. The book was really good, um, and the TV, BBC did a adaptation in 2012, mm-hmm. um, and that's got the delicious Saran Jones in it. Again, I'm not influenced <laughs> in any way. No. Um, but it was really good. There's some really creepy scenes in it like there's a scene when uh, one of the characters is laying in bed and they can't see it but there is a face just above them so there is an entity and it's just it's just Ooh. laying above them and it, yeah there was some real Ooh. moments we thought "Ooh, don't want to sleep with the light off tonight <laughs> <laughs> so that was really good um i think an honorable mention um is fried green tomatoes <gasps> oh i can't believe i forgot that one oh which so was good. yeah it's the book is by uh, fanny flag um the <laughs> annette's laughing the uh movie you came out it came out in 1991 uh, this is one of the few where i actually prefer the movie so the book was good, yeah. but I think the way that the film was presented and the amazing cast that it had in it and the the back and forth guessing and how it was more fitting to the times, you know, like to wander. You know, for ages. To wander, yes. Everybody, anyone who hasn't seen it, there's a, a scene um, where there's an old lady in the car park, Kathy uh, Burke. Bates. Bates. Kathy Bates. <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> Kathy Bates. <laughs> um, and she's in the car park and a younger kid nicks her car space and goes, hey, face it, lady, we're younger and we're faster. And she just completely and utterly smashes this car to shit while screaming to Wanda. And that's been inspired by a story that someone that she's accidentally befriended in a care home has told her. Basically, girls, like, I'm older and I've got more insurance. Insurance. <laughs> yeah, it's iconic, isn't it? it you know. Is. But for so long, everyone was going around going, Tawanda! Oh, it, it, God, it was yeah. absolutely fair. And that's one of the few films that will still make me cry. I don't often cry at a film. I'm quite a cold-eyed bitch. Yeah. But that was just, it, it was, you know, you've got when Ruth dies. Oh, Buddy. And you've got that, yeah, and, and you've got that iconic line when Ruth dies, um, where she turns around and Sipsy turns around and says, you know, well, she was a lady and a lady always knows when to leave. Oh. Brutal. Oh. Do you know, like, it, you were just like, oh. I haven't watched that in so long. I need oh, to get it out. We um, were obsessed, weren't we? Yeah, and I got Molly to watch it the other day. I got my niece to watch it. Um, and then at the end of the film... It was one of those moments where you started crying. So, you know, I thought someone had died, so I started crying. Yeah. (laughs) But then they hadn't died, so I stopped crying. But then I started crying because they had gone somewhere that they shouldn't have gone because it wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And and then you stopped crying because it was okay because their friend was... And this this was all in the last 20 minutes. And by the end of the film, it's just, I'm exhausted, (laughs) but it was brilliant. 
So fried green tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot that one. Oh, I'm so watching that this weekend. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. I do love the Matrix. I would yeah. say the Matrix trilogy, but I loved the, the latest one as well. Um, and that was kind of loosely inspired by the um, Neuromancer by okay. William Gibson. And that was pretty cool. Um, another one, which is, I've got two left. I won't bore you for much longer. I've got two <laughs> okay, left. That was good. Um, the other one is Tell It to the Bees. Don't know if you've watched this yet. No. It's on Prime. It's free on Prime at the moment. It's really good. Okay. The book was absolutely mind-blowing. So I read the book and then they made the film. And I expected to be disappointed. Yeah. And I wasn't. I wish they did slightly change the ending of the film compared to the book. And the ending was slightly better in the book. Yeah. But it was still really, really good. And it's basically set, I think it's the 40s or the 50s. Rural Scotland, and you've got a female GP has just returned home and is setting up practice because her dad has died. And you've got an outsider who's married to a guy who has come back from the war and is a bit of a dick and has decided to have an affair and run off, and she gets evicted. Um, and it basically becomes a story of, of forbidden love, shall we say. But it's all told through the, it's very cleverly done. So it's all told through the eyes of one of the women's sons. Yeah. And it's called Tell It to the Bees because he starts caring for bees. And the doctor says to him, you know, because he's he's a troubled kid because his dad's been a bit of a twat. And the doctor says to him, no, you can tell your secrets to the bees and they'll help you. So it's, that's what inspires it. So you get it through. It's not an adult perspective. It's not a point of view perspective. It's this little boy and how he's seeing the world and how he's coping with it while all this stuff's going wrong. And it comes out in, in the village, this very quaint little village, what they've been, they've been up to, but they haven't really been up to much, but you know, the, <laughs> They've held hands. Um, <laughs> Ooh, racy. Yeah. And you can imagine the, the repercussions in a rural setting yeah. in the 40s or 50s. It was really, really good. That's definitely worth a watch. It's free on Prime, um, in the UK at least. And the other one, which I remember watching, and I had to watch it twice because the first time I was a little bit drunk. <laughs> and it's the kind of film where you f- you really need to go into it completely focused because you will feel like you're stoned when you're watching it. Okay. And that's a scanner darkly. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I liked the book and then mm. the film, which has a stellar class. So you've got Robert Downey Jr. You've got Keanu Reeves. You've got uh, Woody Harrelson. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Yeah. Winona Ryder. <laughs> that's the only one um, I remember that you didn't say. What <laughs> <laughs> about chipping? And that is just, it's, the story itself is amazing. So, you know, people get addicted to this, this little plant and it totally and utterly ruins your life. It's like the, the worst drug that you can get uh, and you spiral. And you, the same time, the way that the film is made, it is, they, I don't know how they did it. It's an animation over the film, isn't it? Yeah, they drew over the actual film reel. Film. Yeah. Yes. So you've got what would be a normal movie recorded in a normal way, but with this animation squiggly moving effect over the top. Mm-hmm. And I, I hadn't seen anything like that. I don't think I've seen anything like that since. I'm sure there's something out there, but it, it was like, fucking uh, hell, this is brilliant. No, it was the first time it'd ever been done, I think. Well, to that standard anyway. And it, it yeah, it was brilliant. So that's my one. So TV is Wire in the Blood, um, which was an ITV dramatization uh, of Al McDermott's books. 
June, definitely the 2000, uh, 2001 sci-fi TV series, uh, Tell It to the Bees uh, by Fiona Shaw, I think the book is, Fried Green Tomatoes by Fanny Flagg, uh, Secret of Crinkly Hall, which was by James Herbert, uh, with the Saran Jones dramatisation in 2012. The Matrix is just speaks for itself. I'm sorry, it's fantastic. <laughs> and if you want to be really, really trippy... Oh, if you want to be really trippy, you should watch Annette's recommendation, which is Train Spotting, followed by Scanner Dark. Oh my God, that's a head messer of a night. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you didn't mention um, The Haunting by Shirley Jackson, Shell. Yeah, The Haunting by Shirley, that's pretty cool. Like you say, though, there's though, so you, if you spent a, a month just randomly jotting stuff down, oh, we could talk about it for hours. Honestly, and we're nearly there now. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> We're not far off about 40 minutes in, my word. Oh, yeah. Most of that was you. <laughs> like I said, I could talk about this stuff for hours. If, if anybody wants to talk to me, you know where we are on our social medias. We mentioned at the end, I am more than happy to talk movies. <laughs> Make sure you have a comfort break and you have food and fluids with you if you start that conversation because it might be a while. <laughs> <laughs> You're in for the long haul, baby. <laughs> But we, I, it always amazes me um, from our, our lists how diverse we are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the, well, no, that's the thing. When I'm so much known as a, a horror fan, you know, mm. everything's like they get people. It's movies, it's books, it's comics, it's everything. Horror, horror, horror. When you get outside of what my likes are in horror, it, it's eclectic to say the least (laughs) you've got to to, i mean there are so many films that we could mention oh um, my god that fit with that fit within the niche of of different um not got the recognition that it should that aren't book related yeah what tied our hands here was that book link i think yeah oh yeah definitely not that it was a bad thing. Otherwise, we would have been here for like, you know, three days later. Be like, and still recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But, but it is it is nice to see because a lot of the time, the most popular opinion is that the book is always better than the movie. And I think here we've stated a case for some actual opposite mm. ends of that scale. Yeah. I mean, for me, definitely Fried Green Tomatoes, the oh. film was better than the book. The book is good. Don't get me wrong. It's not yeah. criticism of the book, but it was one of those rare occasions where I went in expecting something from a book and I left just as happy, even though it was different, if not more so. Well, I'm going to say interesting thing, but when it comes to the Irving Welsh and Roddy Doyles, they're both um, right in their own dialects. I don't know. I can't remember. It's Irving. Yeah. yeah, both of them do. So you are reading in an accent. So it can be a struggle, I think, for anyone really if if you're not too familiar with scottish or irish dialects but um or accents should i say um but the movies do help <laughs> i remember in the u.s they, yeah that was it though in the they had to release uh that scene when um they're at the nightclub in train spotting had yeah. to come with subtitles in the states because they couldn't understand what they were saying how well did it do in the States? Do we know if it did okay? It, it, it was a very British film. It was like, it was painfully British. I, I don't know how well it did, to be honest. I think it was like mediocre. I think they're aware of it, but it was nowhere near. What it was over here. It yeah. was so Brit- painfully British. I loved it. 
absolutely stunning. You're going to watch it again now. Don't watch, by the way, Train Spotting 2. Don't do it to yourselves. I didn't mind it. I think mm. they should have left it at one. No, we didn't need it. <laughs> we didn't need it. We didn't need a reminder that we're old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, talking of Irving Welsh, have you watched Filth or read Filth? No, I, it's one of those ones that is like it's always there on the periphery to watch. That's with um, James McAvoy. McAvoy, yes. No, I haven't watched it, it yet. That was really good as well. Yeah, that was really good. But yes, so I think we need to wrap this up. Yes, definitely. We have lives. You wouldn't think it, but we do. I have a a bed to go to. I have to get up early. I'm on the early shift tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I think we've we've covered a lot, but I I would love to know what other people think because I I do like it when people say to me, oh no, the the book was better than the film or the film was better than the book. And it's one that I don't know of. And that always will prompt me to go away and do a bit of digging. So by all means, inspire me. Not Lord of the Rings though. No, no, nothing with maps. (laughs) That's not because I don't like them. That's because I've read and seen them. But for Annette, the very thought of a book with a map in it sends her into a a spiral of despair. So let's spare Annette. Unless it's an atlas, to get it away from me. <laughs> I think that's even worse. I'd rather use Satnav. <laughs> um, so, okay, to wrap it up, because we, we've taken quite a bit of your time in this episode. Um, we, as previously mentioned in our last review, um, our next review is of the corset by Laura Purcell. We won't read you the full synopsis because we did that in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, gist of it is you've got a murderer... Uh, in a Victorian prison who is convinced that she's done all her killing by the power of her stitching. Uh, And you've got a proper lady who visits the prison uh, who starts to investigate and undig. It's a risk, Shell. Do you know, you know, the era, the potential language? I don't know. We've already talked about maps. Now, are we veering into flowery language? It could get dangerous. No, look, I think that this relationship in it is about compromise. Um, You know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you pick one, I pick one, and we see how we go. Oh. You know, I, I, I've got a good vibe about this. The book feels nice. It's got a pretty cover. It's got a crazy lady with a murderess in Victorian England. And from what I flicked through, I haven't read, but from what I flicked through, there's lots of smell of almonds, which we both know means arsenic. <laughs> so I, I think that I've, I've got high hopes. I think you should, you should give it a go if you love me. Right. Well, let's just see. You listening, folks, see if... Um... See if it falls into the realms of, uh, or, ooh. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Everything crossed, because we're ladies. <laughs> we're, we're, sometimes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that was a good chat. We hope that you enjoyed our recommendations. And like we say, give us a shout, because we would love any recommendations, either for the movies or um, books. Definitely. And don't forget our latest tagline. If there is a book that's on your book club list and you can't be asked to read it, but it kind of fits in our niche, let us know and we may well read it for you and save you the trouble. There you go. I mean, what kind of You don't get that service anywhere else in the world, do you? Come on now. You don't. But be, do be mindful that you may get a Jonah turnout where we come out and go, no, it's shit, so we couldn't read it. So <laughs> make sure you give us enough time that you've still got a buffer. Yeah, we will give our honest opinions for every book. Definitely. Okay, guys. Love you and leave you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Crones and a Book. If you would like to contact the show, 
you can email us at twocronespodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media for episode content and more. You can find us on Twitter at twocronespod and on Instagram at twocronesandabook. Also join our Facebook group at twocronesandabook. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show on your podcast listening app of choice. Take care now and we'll see you next time. Bye.